Hey folks, if you've been tuning in over the last couple of months, you've heard all about the Game Time app and how it can save you some serious cash on last-minute tickets to sports, concerts, and all types of shows. I like the app just because it allows me to find all the shows I want to go to and all the concerts when I'm traveling and get those tickets at good discounted rates. When you're on the road by yourself, sometimes it's hard to find a good seat, but hey, sometimes you get lucky and the Game Time app helps me do that. Now, Game Time is hooking you up for the holidays with a $10 credit. Here's what to do. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store. Click on the My Tickets section of the app. Create an account. Then under the Billing section, use the redeem code THEATHLETIC. Once again, that's THEATHLETIC. All one word for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money, people. Credit is only available to the first 1,000 people who redeem the code. And it expires at the end of the year. That's December 31st, 2019. So make moves quick and score last-minute tickets. Man, I can shoot the ball. I know I can shoot the ball. I'm not worried about what anybody says. Like, I'm a dog on the court. That's how I play. They play fast. They have three-point shooting. They're young. They're versatile. And that's how I want to play. That's how I think the game should be played. You know, this team is on the rise. The city's on the rise. Oh, that's, that's exciting. You know, I'm getting chills talking about it. You are listening to Throne Room Breakdown with Jason Jones and Kenny Carraway, only on the Athletic Podcast Network. Happy Tuesday to everyone. This is Jason Jones. This is Kenny Carraway. What's going on? Jason, do not ruin TLC for me. I have not watched it yet. I will not do that. I watched it uh, after the Kings-Warrior game, which was quite the spectacle. And not, not during the Kings-Warrior game? I actually managed not to watch it during <laughs> the game. You know, I was tempted I, to I do have, a couple points. I do have game. the infamous pick of the person who was being trying to be a sneak hater and photographed me watching a pay-per-view during a, a playoff sneak game. Hater. and. <laughs> and then they thought it was funny to tweet the picture out and say, hey, whoever this guy is needs his credential revoked. And then one of the homies from Long Beach said, hey, that's Jason. Who is this dude? I had to, I had to pull the homies off. The dude was getting threatened. Like, hey, who you think you are? Dude apologized to me, offered to buy me drinks. Man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean nothing by it. I'm like, it's all good, man. It's boy, all good. boy, Jason got muscle out here. You know, that that reminds me. Have I listened to uh, Stephen A. Smith on uh, Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson uh, podcast, and he goes, he's talking about how like people get at him and stuff like that, and the, the athletes talk slick or whatever, and he has a part in there where he goes, I'm sorry, all the money that you guys say that I'm making? Do you think that I'm walking around by myself? Do, I'm from Hollis, Queens. You think I don't know <laughs> nobody? That's Jason. I'm from Long Beach. You think I don't know? Yeah, nobody? Stephen A got Stephen A got muscle with him. I've seen it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I see how you rolling, Stephen A. I see how you rolling. Yeah, I said Jason Jones. Jason Jones got that East Long Beach muscle. Yeah, East Side LB. No, I ain't got no muscle, man. I'm just a <laughs> kid from 19th and Lime, you know. Little, you know, just playing over at Cal Rec and King Park. No, no, nobody special. You know, oh, I'm not famous. No one's, no one's checking for me in Long Beach. But what I was checking on this past weekend was some Kings basketball, which kind of saw the worst, oh, <laughs> followed by a win with some more worst. Yeah, that was wild. You know, I mean, you blow a 16-point lead to the Knicks, and I kind of made some folks on, you know, the Kings fans mad because I said the Kings aren't good enough to ever think they should beat anyone. And people were like, oh, you're just a hater. And I'm like, well, if they if they are that good, why do they keep losing to teams like this? 
because they're not good enough to act like that. If they're going to let up, they're not good enough to coast. And that was the point I was making. They can't coast. They don't have that type of talent to where they can get up on someone and be like, you know, we, we good now. We got this. Unless you're playing the Warriors, which, oh, yeah, that was a different story. Jesus. Uh, look, I agree with you. on what, And explaining it like that, I agree with you. Because, no, you're not good enough to coast on anybody, right? But I do think that that team should be able to look at the Knicks and the Warriors and say, come on, we should beat this team. They are good enough to be able to say we should beat this team. You explained it. You explained it now. What you said makes sense. But people, how people took it. Yeah, well, they take it that way because I'm from L.A. and they assume everything I say about the Kings comes from a place of hatred of the organization (laughs) and a part of my grand scheme to destroy them. But (laughs) but you look at that that Nick game, the second best player on the floor was Julius Randle. And it wasn't close. I mean, people forget other teams have NBA players. I, you know, I Marcus Morris the, gets Marcus Morris gets buckets. Yes, I said it the the podcast before. I said, look, they should beat the Knicks, but let's not act like the Knicks are full of scrubs. I got some players that I like on the squad. Dennis Smith Jr. didn't even play. That was one of the guys that I named. He didn't even play. They got right. some guys that can play. They're just not a cohesive unit, but they got talent on the squad. Yeah, and I think this is a lesson the Kings have to keep getting learned. You know, I think I even used it for my story, but this is like Furious Styles and Trey. No, you're going to learn. No, you're going to learn today. You're going to learn. You know, if you keep on thinking, you can, you know, if 0-5 didn't teach you that, you know, <laughs> you're going to learn this lesson. You're going to realize that if we don't play the way we need to play for an entire game, we can lose every night because we, we get down to five minutes in the game They don't have a player that tilts the balance like that where you say, you know what? They just get a ball to LeBron now. He's going to save us from ourselves, and we're going to watch the film and get cussed out. But we know we got that all-star to save us. You know, Buddy tried, but, you know, Buddy couldn't do it. I was upset. Upset's a strong word. But I was a little frustrated. I thought Marvin should have came back at the end of that game. And and I said, and I still believe, like, um, the time for putting him in in the lineup as a starter playing 30 minutes a night I think the time is now he's got his you know welcome back games in he's starting to get his legs under him it's time to go forward with the plan that you had coming into the season in my opinion a lot of people think it's maybe a little too soon I completely reject the notion of people talking about he's got to earn his minutes back this ain't no goddamn JV basketball right this is the NBA ain't no earning minutes back stop it all right ain't nobody trying to hear all that it's time for him to play yeah, but Luke's explanation is that rather than have him, because they, they've had to change the offense so much with, without them gone, he wants him just to learn one spot. And right now, he just wants him to learn the five, and he'll get him back to the four so he can play both spots. So Fair enough. I think it's going to – Yeah, I think, you know, when I and me knowing that part of the plan was to use Marvin as a five at spots. And there's still scouts out there who believe Marvin's position in today's NBA really is center. You know, I think on, he's a four. You know, some people don't think he'll develop until like an Anthony Davis type four where, he, you know, multidimensional. I don't know what he's going to be, but there's, there are some people who think he's really a five and that Harrison Barnes is a four. Yeah. See, the, the, yeah, I'm tired of the Harrison Barnes is a four thing. I know we're in a different era. Harrison Barnes is a small forward. All right. People, Don Nelson's not walking through that door. We don't need to put Harrison Barnes at the four. I, I'm, I don't want to. Oh, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not either, but there's still people out there who believe that's the way it's supposed to be. So I I understand what they're doing, you know, 
that's I think that's the reason why in that blowout to the Warriors you didn't see you know Harry because I think Luke wants to give Marvin minutes, get him back in the flow. You know, like I said, he played one game all before the before coming back, so get him back in the flow more, knowing that you've got you know Mr. Fox on the way back too. So just kind of get him rolling so that you know you kind of you really can't stagger it per se, but you know hey. You know, pretty soon you're going to be healthy again. So I think that's the reason why he wants to uh, get Marvin out there. And also with that second unit, you can feature Marvin on offense more. There's different reasons why they're doing it for now. I don't think it'll stay that way, though. I, I know we had talked about um, who was coming out of the start up, starting lineup when Bagley comes back. And you know, I think we both agreed that Bielitsa would be the one and Marvin and Holmes should play together. Ironically enough, they haven't played together at all in three games, and, and I, I, <laughs> right. I don't know what's going on with that. But um, ideally, like, because I think Marvin, four or five or whatever, I always picture the situation, and that's why, you know, what I thought when they got Deadman, Holmes is kind of taking that spot. But Marvin is the guy, I don't know if this is the correct term. I don't watch a lot of hockey or whatever. I don't know, but it, Marvin's the guy you keep clean. Right. You let him go get his buckets, go one on one. He doesn't have to guard the more physical post guy on the defensive end. You know, uh, Holmes, Deadman, whatever they box out. So Marvin can swoop in and get some boards and things like you keep him clean. And the other big was the guy to do the dirty work, whether he's the four or the five. I don't really care. But he's the one that's going to guard the Joel and beads or Anthony Davis or whatever. And he's going to be the one, you know, that's going to do pick and rolls or set the screen, whatever the case may be. That's always what I thought. That's what I envisioned for Bagley. He's the one that you keep clean and you have another big in there to do the dirty work. And like I said, Holmes is actually the perfect guy in my opinion, but people seem to think they can't play together. And so far, maybe Luke Walton feels like they can't play together at all. I talked to Rashawn after the uh, game on Sunday about that. He said they've they've been on the same team in practice before. Just you know, just hasn't been a lot of time for that yet cuz Marvin hasn't hasn't had a lot of practice. So he said they've done it before. He's fine with it. You know, he said he thinks you know, you can get two high energy guys on the court together. He thinks it can work, but he said they just haven't had a chance to really do that a lot yet. So I'm willing to give it more than two or three games before I go off the ledge of what are they doing with this? You know, <laughs> I'm willing to let it work out, work itself out a little bit more, you know, and like I said, playing the Warriors on Sunday helped, uh, even though that might have been the ugliest 21 point win I've seen maybe ever. That was just an ugly game all around. We saw the Knicks on Friday night. And while I said the Knicks have talent, I also said just now they're not a cohesive unit. They've won six games on the season. I understand the perception and, in a lot of ways, the reality of the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks are 20 points better than the Golden State Warriors. That's one of the worst teams I've seen in a long time. That team is terrible. Terrible. Yeah, I, I you know, and I'm watching and I'm saying to myself, D'Angelo Russell was an all-star last year. Yeah, eight points uh, in the, in the De- fourth quarter. De- De- DeAndre, <laughs> not DeAndre, Draymond <laughs> has been an all-star and a defensive play, player of the year. Even without those other guys around them, they shouldn't look that bad. Ugh. I mean, they. I mean, uh, the the Kings committed the most turnovers in a game by any team in the entire NBA this season in that game and won by 21. <laughs> They committed that 29 turnovers that don't make and no won sense. by 21. 
a team gave you the ball 29 times and you scored 79 points. <laughs> it, it was it was shameful. It was it was it was shameful. I I just like I was just like you got you got Sacramento chance in the building. I'm oh, like this is really. Man. I mean, if, if I were a Warriors fan, I'd feel pretty embarrassed right now. I said I know it's all about next season, and you know, hey, we're gonna get a high pick. I understand all that, but man, it seems like they played better when they had two way guys playing. I'm def- seriously, and I, there's guys on the team that I think are skilled it's I like I don't think that's the other weird thing about it like I don't think they're all a bunch of scrubs out there there's guys that can play I think Pascal can play I think uh Kai Bowman I don't know if we saw him on, he's, on he's, Sunday. Like, he's back he was back in Santa Cruz yeah so. that's what I thought I thought but I thought he should play he should be up there with the big team you know I like uh what's my Damian Lee I like Damian Lee I think he could play you got a guy like Draymond well Draymond is packed it in clearly he he looks awful he looks completely yeah, he out awful. there throwing throwing lobs off come the on, glass man. in the middle, come on, man. In what the middle of traffic <laughs> what are we doing? Going, did he really try that and i said poor steve curry he's like what do i do what do i do <laughs> i don't under but like i said they got players that i think can play and you know what the crazy thing about it is i watch them they play hard like aside from draymond I don't think anybody's dogging it out there. Like they play hard it's out not there. They good. Just, oh. It's just bad. I it's, mean, it's ugly. It is ugly. Yeah, you know. What do you think you of got the chase? See your boy Willie. Oh, you got to see. Well, uh, I like it. I mean, it's a nice building. That 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 big screen is cool. It is. I like cool. that. You know. I mean, I got to go downstairs and see the practice practice area, the weight well, room, at, and look all at that. VIP Jason Jones. I was just I was just at my little seat. You know, what I'm saying I didn't get the practice practice court uh, tour. Look at this guy, VIP man. Yeah, I, I'm not VIP. I just <laughs> I'm lucky sometimes. So I like. I mean, it's a cool building. I I you know I think it's a cool building. I like it, but I didn't have the the emotional connection to Oakland that a lot of people did. So maybe I, there's people I know who will never like that building. But I also say, too, uh, if they have a team that's going to win 60 games in that building, they'll change their minds. Right now, it's just that it's a new building. The team sucks. It's all that. I mean, I, th- I said, they'll get over it. I said, they moved They moved to San Francisco. They didn't move to Fresno. I said, people. <laughs> oh, people the 559 five, getting, getting slapped across the face here. Oh, I wasn't a slap. That, was, that wasn't a slap. That was more of a <laughs> The Save Mart Center is rolling over in its grave right now. The, the who? <laughs> the oh, oh yeah, that's where they play down there. Oh, I, yeah. I, that's where they played in there. Okay, my bad. I've never actually been inside that place. But um, where is a, I've never been, where is a Save Mart? I don't know. They had say what's in, uh, I want to say they had some in Southern California, didn't they? No, that's Stater Brothers. I don't, re- I don't recall a save mark. It, well, either way. You well, know, I guess they hey, got them in Fresno. Uh, the, uh, the, the, those two teams still owe me my money back for having to watch 50 turnovers between two teams. Jeez. Oh, that was a that was an ugly game. The arena was dead. I'm not even going to, like disparage warrior fans or nothing like that or san francisco because of that i mean i'm just gonna give them the benefit of the doubt it was a sunday evening kings in the town like yeah people like fox and bagley but ain't nobody breaking their neck to come see the kings right now and then you've got that team for the warriors i'm gonna stall them out i'm gonna stall them out jason i'm not gonna make that an indictment on the new chase center of san francisco but it is what it is that place was a moratorium on sunday night like it, it was You've been all around the league, so maybe it's commonplace. I don't know. But, I mean, even Friday at, at, at the Golden One Center, the Knicks are in the building. 
the Kings under 500. I mean, it was lively. It's always relatively live at the Golden One Center. It's never like it was at Chase Center on Sunday evening. Yeah, I mean, I can say it was Sunday. The Raiders were playing. The Niners were playing. I mean, you had two other options that were preferred over <laughs> over Kings Warriors on a Sunday evening. I I I got it. I mean, it wouldn't. I mean, I'm not going to disparage anyone over that. I get it. I mean, if you could pick between the three things going on in the Bay Area, no one was going to say, you know what? I really want to see that Kings Warriors game. I you know. I, I would have rather been at the Raider game myself. So I, I understand fans not wanting to be there. But one guy who was there at the game, he didn't play, but he's close to playing, is uh, De'Aaron Fox. Okay. Uh, okay, Fox. I was doing yeah, I was doing a little a little extra work on Friday before the game and somehow I, you know, ended up near the practice facility at Golden One and there was a De'Aaron Fox out there jumping around dunking. So I was like, Oh, he's cl- he's close. Okay. You know, and it wasn't, and it wasn't one of those barely get the ball above the rim dunks. You know, he was, you know, he's exploding. And from what I hear, the team was even, you know, on this last road trip, they went through uh, Portland and Texas. Rico Hines stayed back to work him out and some medical guys. And what I hear is that when they got back, they were surprised just how much better he looked. They were like, "Wow, he's really put the work in to get to get back." He was not going to do a two, three months out. He was going to get back, you know, and he's looking right now, he'll be back in five, six weeks. And him playing to him playing tonight, Tuesday, is not out the question. I know De'Aaron wants to play. He doesn't have the final say, but he wants to play. He does not want to wait. He wants to get, he, you know, he's ready to get back. So what do you think that does just, you know, to the, you know, this team has been playing a certain style without him. They kind of had a, you know, a nine-man rotation with Marvin back. So things are going to get shuffled around, obviously. But what do you just think De'Aaron, bringing De'Aaron back will do for them? I mean, I think it's everything. I think uh, I saw a quote from Bielitsa, um, where he said something like he was the head of the snake, like he's the the missing piece. Uh, we talked about it earlier um, in the season, even when they were going on five, when they you know made a couple of uh, you know got a couple wins to get on track or whatever the case may be. And I said, De'Aaron Fox is the straw that stirs the drink. He's the straw that stirs the drink, and everybody knows it. It's, it. You know, there's certain guys that are looked to as leaders, and I feel like that locker room looks at him as the leader. And with him coming back, you know, it boosts everybody's morale that he's able to get back, and it gives them a sense of, okay, we got, you know, we got the full squad back. We're ready to make a run or whatever the case may be. The guys that were there during his absence and, and Marvin Bagley's absence, you know, major shout-out to them tip of the hat because I've been saying for a long time, keep your your head above water. And these guys absolutely did that. And now you got a situation where Fox will come back and, you know, he's been sitting and watching how this team has played for a little while right now in his third year, maybe he's not the physical defender that Corey Joseph is. I mean, it's a different build type of guy. You know, maybe he's not as strong as that, but I think his feet are just as quick on the defensive end. And now he sees, okay, that's what maybe is needed a little bit here to keep this thing going on the defensive end. And I think he's going to fall right in line and, and, and go right into what this team identity has become for the most part. They are a, I'm not going to call them top flight, but they're a really good defensive team. You know what I mean? That's what keeps them in all these games. That's why they play these close games, win or lose. 
you know, it always gives them an opportunity to be in the game because they defend. And I think Darren Fox is going to fall right in line with all that. I'm I'm looking forward to see how he plays in this new kind of um, kind of I don't want to say system, but kind of re- identity that this team has. I, I want to see what he does. Before we jump back into the podcast, here's a brief word from one of our sponsors. We talk about physical fitness a lot, but there's another side to the game that's just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash throne. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash throne. That's calm.com slash throne. Throne Room Breakdown is also brought to you by Roman. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I've had a long day at work, or sorry honey, I'm just not feeling it. Or, can we talk about this later? The game is on right now. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com Throne and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com throne to get a free online visit and free two-day sh- shipping. That's GetRoman.com throne for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com throne. People keep on harping on the pace, the pace, the pace, the pace. And he pointed out, Two of his best athletes haven't been able to play all year, for the most part. Two of the guys who get out and run the best, Marvin and De'Aaron, haven't been there. You get De'Aaron back, he has a he has a gear no one in the NBA has. That's going to change things for them in transition. I think that'll pick up. I think De'Aaron's shown flashes that he can defend, but what you now have is a situation. This is what the Kings were thinking when they signed Corey Joseph. We can have De'Aaron play as hard as he needs to play on defense because now we got a guy who can back him up and then come follow up and also defend. And, you know, or if, or if we want to, if we want to take De'Aaron off of, say, I don't know, Damian Lillard or whoever the case may be, you got another guy who can help him out. So I think you're going to that'll allow De'Aaron to really, when when it's time to run, really run. And I just and and, and because he's more of an offensive threat from all over the floor. That's going to change some things. And I think maybe what you you look at the rotation, maybe Luke is waiting to put uh, Rashawn and Marvin together until he can put De'Aaron out there because now you've got a more offense, uh, uh, you know, in the pick and roll game, you got a guy that they're really more afraid of scoring. I mean, teams are going under on Corey. You know, and De'Aaron became a, a good enough shooter now where if you do go under, he can burn you. I think we got to take all that into consideration with the way you know things have been done with the rotation, and I think you know, and I think that second unit will have a, have an identity with Corey out there, and you'll mix it up with Bogey and 
And I, th- I think eventually that second unit is going to be really solid because now Corey's played with all these guys extended minutes. So it's going to help them all in the long run. Then you have a, you know, basically a nine, 10 man rotation. You know, you have your starters and then your, your, your bench guys. I'm assuming I, this is me assuming that Marvin ends up starting your bench is Bielitsa, Joseph, Bogdanovich. And, and then, you know, he, you know, Arizo gets some minutes, you know, but Jason, do you, <laughs> I think you, I'm missing you, somebody. You, I mean, Deadman might get in there. Um, the Harry, you know, we always we always got to see yeah, Harry getting in there. The, tri- the, the tricky, the tricky part about it is that is that if they go to that small lineup, if they slide Marvin to the five, if Marvin's mm-hmm. playing minutes at the five, it's gonna be hard to get those other guys minutes. Right. But we, I mean, we talked about it. We we kind of joked about it <laughs> earlier in the season. And I don't, I don't want to go overboard, but I mean, looking a little deep right here, right? Look, <laughs> looking a little deep. This is what what people talked about in the off season. Got a little excited about. I mean, when we just laid out that, you know, nine, ten guys right there, these are guys that did some major things while your two best players or two of your best players were out. You know what I mean? And now you're sliding them to the bench unit, and you know they can come in and any given night be elites and might have a 15 point night. You know what I'm saying? Bogey might have a 25 point night off the bench. You know what I mean? Like now you're getting into what people were kind of talking about earlier about this team being a little deeper than than years past. Yeah, and I think what you'll see now you know there's different ways you can use a be elite. So you can put him in the post. He can facilitate. There's different things he can do that you wouldn't have never known without the injuries. So I think I think in the long run, this is all gonna this is all be beneficial for the Kings. It's just gonna. I mean, I expect some bumps though as they integrate guys back in. If they were to lose a game or two this week, it wouldn't shock me, but it wouldn't be the end of the world either. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing how they, you know, how you 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 blend in De'Aaron, you know, how much how many minutes you give him to start. There's so many things they wanted to do they haven't gotten a chance to do. I know they wanted to have a lineup where you basically had Marvin and four guards, mm. essentially. That, you know, that seems you know, fast they, 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 right they, there. Fast. Yeah, like they, they just couldn't do anything. And I think, you know, these people, you know, when people say, "Well, they, look at their offense," they haven't got a chance to run their run everything yet. So mm. I think let's get. I say I say let's give it a month. Let's see where they are. You know, late you know mid late January if, if guys stay healthy and see how this thing evolves, but. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it because now you've got you you know some guys can do some things that maybe you didn't know. You know that if you got to play Justin James, he can chip in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, there's things you wouldn't have known without the injuries. So maybe you are as deep as you thought you were. Now that those guys have gotten a chance to play, I know they don't want to run Trevor Ariza to the ground. They don't want to play Trevor 30 minutes. So you know a night. So you know maybe now you got some guys. You're healthy. You can dial Trevor's minutes back. You know, you can, you know, play him 15, 18 minutes some of these games just to kind of preserve him for what you hope is that in April he's getting ready for a playoff series. And and they got and they got an opportunity. I'm going to call it that. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you lose to the Knicks. It's not like should do this and that, this and that. I'm not, I'm not going to say that. But there's an opportunity coming up here. And, you know, we'll talk about the Friday and Saturday games later in the week. But this three-game roadie right here, Charlotte, Indiana, Memphis, they got an opportunity, Jason, to kind of put their foot in the ground and say, all right, we're here. We're not just floating by. Like, we're actually out here. Two and one, 
three and zero is possible. Like I said, a team that loses to the Knicks loses sixteen point Knicks a sixteen point uh, lead to the Knicks at home. Like you can't never take nothing for granted. Lose to Chicago at home, can't take nothing for granted, right? But I mean, this is an opportunity. You're getting your horses back, and you're going against some teams on the road that are at the very least on the same level as you. I'm not gonna say these guys are below you. You know what I'm saying? But they're on the same level. And if you come out and my big thing is defend. If you come out with the defensive mindset that you have shown in the last month or so, you got an opportunity to come back home on the 23rd against Houston in a situation where, I don't know, at 500, above 500, something like that. There's there's an opportunity right here, man. Yeah, but they got to come with that intensity. It's the one thing uh, Luke always harps on. They've got to play with the right level of focus and intensity for an entire game. Those same Memphis Grizzlies who you probably figure, hey, they can't beat the Warriors. They should be able to get that game. That same team, Monday night, they beat Miami. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, th- you know, and, that you know, John ja Morant. for your neck. Yeah. He's going to come from your yeah. neck. Yeah. We do notice the Knicks reminded everyone, this team, this Kings team is not a big, big team. If you get physical with them, you can give them some problems. If you rough them up. You know, Buddy, for as good as he is, Buddy is not a big guard. Buddy's about 6'4". You know, so, you know, De'Aaron is not a, you know, that's the, been the book on De'Aaron this whole, the whole time in the NBA. Try to get physical with it because he's, he's, he's not a weak guy, but, you know, he's, he's lean. Rashawn Holmes, he's aggressive, he attacks, he's not big. So, you know, so, I mean, I want to see how they respond to that because, you, you know, you know, after that game with Charlotte back in October, Charlotte's figuring we can just punk them again. We punked them last time. Exactly. You know, uh, if you're Indian. If, He's yeah, out. That's but, uh, the guy that gave them okay. fits. Yeah. But, you know, you go to you, you go to Indiana, you don't think Sabonis and them boys remember the guys they saw in <laughs> India who couldn't hang with them physically? So, I mean, I, I, I would I, for me, it's not even so much about the wins and losses. I know I'm sounding like a Phil Jackson disciple, maybe because I've been hanging around Luke too long, but. I just want to see the growth mentally and in their approach. Can you, you know, think think what uh, Harrison called it when I talked to him uh, on Sunday was maturity. He said the maturity to play with a lead, the maturity that if you get up by 10 or 15, not to let it become a two point game in four minutes. You know, just I, I just want to see if that maturity is, you know, you would, like I said, if they don't, they're going to keep learning these lessons until they figure it out that, hey, you know what? We can't let up. So I'm 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 really looking forward to seeing what they do on this trip. I mean, th- there's no reason why they can't win one, two, or maybe even three games to close this. Tri- I mean, people like I remember it's technically a four game trip. No, the Warriors was on the road. So I forgot they were. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, because we all drove chance there. Up in there, I forgot it was a road game. Yeah, yeah. So I think you know if you get two of these, you know that's a three and one road trip, which would be. Big, you know, that would be big, but one game at a time. You no, know, I remember uh, Friday, so somebody asked Luke before the game, have you guys thought about, you know, if you win tonight and you win Sunday, you'll be 500. Luke was like, nope, worried about tonight. I said, see, if people are asking that, you know those players are thinking it. And so, yes, they can't they can't afford to get fall into that. So, you get the, like I say, get the Aaron back, Marvin back. Let's see what they can do. So, the Aaron may be back tonight. Marvin already is back. Jason, do you think that's enough to have the baby in attendance courtside here in Charlotte? I hope so. 
<laughs> I hope so. I mean, that's uh, that's my know. guy. My guy. I, I'm just baby. mad. I'm not actually in Charlotte. You know, I can't. I'm not on every single trip. You know, because see, prior to last month, I wouldn't have cared about being there. Then I yeah. saw the video. I'm like, wow, he's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and then I started playing all of the babies' old. I'm like, oh man, this is some good stuff here. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm catching on. You know, I said, you know, my little young homies ain't been keeping me up on game, letting me be stuck in my, you know, 1990s hip hop phase, and this is, so I blame them. I'm really doing this thing right now. He's doing his thing, so maybe he might be courtside. So yeah, Charlotte, I got my 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 man Malik Monk. You know, my dream is for always at some point Malik Monk to come to Sacramento. I wanted him and Fox in that draft when they had the opportunity to get Monk. I was like, oh snap, they might give they might get Monk. And they passed on him, and he hasn't been like lights out. But I like Malik Monk, man. I think he, I think he could play. I think he can score. So, oh yeah, he's a he's a bucket. He's a walking bucket. Yeah. So, um, yeah. last thing, we wanted you know our little our little touch around the league a little bit. There's a big game coming up on Thursday night. Could have been bigger, but the Bucks lost to the Mavericks last night to uh, in their what was it 18 game winning streak. They were going. They would have yes, been going yeah, for 19. 18, yeah if they played against the Lakers. But I, I had some people talking to me, and we had a, a conversation, and they said, who would you take to start your franchise, whatever to, whatever you want to call it, Giannis or AD? I'm going Giannis. AD. Why? Why? I, I, I think there's a certain level of disrespect when it comes to AD. I think people have attached those years in New Orleans to him in a negative way, and people forgot just how good Anthony Davis really is. It ain't his fault he was stuck down there with people signing guys like Solomon Hill. It ain't his <laughs> Come fault. On. What did Solomon Hill do for this drive-by just now? <laughs> what no, I'm, I'm just pointing out the man came in, put a ski, took a ski mask off, you know, and got got chipped off. I'm not mad at the man. Get your money. But I'm just saying, in terms of free agent signings, yeah, that's yeah. They got they gave the man Solomon Hill. Okay. I'm gonna tell, well, I'm gonna tell you like I'm gonna ask you this. I'm going to tell you my answer is no, but if the roles are reversed, you think AD could do what Giannis is doing in Milwaukee? I say no. This team wouldn't be as good, and I don't think he could pr- produce the way Giannis is doing right now. Well, I think the thing is, too, is you wouldn't have – AD wouldn't have the ball in his hand the way Giannis does. Well, yeah, I mean, cause I he mean can't. They're, different to, they're different players. Yeah, because he, well, he can't. Yeah, and, and Giannis can't do what AD does. AD can't. AD shoots a little bit. Giannis can't. That's about it. Yeah, Giannis is yeah, Giannis every bit the defender yeah, that that AD is. Giannis can't define. Can't defend Jokic. Like Come AD on, man. Can. Come on, we man. Can. Giannis can't we defend can't. Jokic. No, we can't. No, we can't. Come on, man. I don't. I I, I disagree. And, I think and, AD's and a little better shooter. Be, and I and I won't be. I think he's a much better. A shooter. lot better shooter. You're right. A lot better shooter. You're right. I won't be convinced until I see that man go in a playoff series, and they just can't sag off and just dare him to shoot the entire series. The hell has AD ever done in a playoff series? Hey, man, they swept Portland a couple of years ago. Oh, he did play good in that series. I forgot. They got yeah. beat so bad by the the Warriors. I forgot about that. But you're right. You're right. You're right. I'll take that back. <laughs> like I'll take said, that back. Actually, yeah, you're right. When AD's actually had another player with him, AD's, you know, AD's damn good. He and is. I, think I don't want to disrespect people, I, I think, Anthony Davis. Yeah, and, 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 I, I, and I'm I like not disrespecting him. Giannis. I just it's a matter of preference. You know, it's a matter of preference. And for me, give me the dude who I can play at the four. I, I, I'm partial to big guys. You know, I'm you know I'm my favorite my favorite player the last twenty plus years was Shaq. So I'm partial to big dudes. 
So I'm like, hey, and like you know, AD, you can throw him on the block. He can defend. He can protect the rim. Giannis can do that too. So I'm not saying, you know, it's just all a matter of preference. I think and the I two, just, you know, the difference between the two really is Giannis can get that ball, go coast to coast, handle it on the on the floor, and AD is a more reliable shooter right now. There's that's where the that's where the two separate, but they're pretty. They're pretty even everywhere else. It was a good question. I was kind of stumped because I like—I probably like Giannis a little bit more than AD. No shade to AD. He's a great ball player, whatever. I just like Giannis. But, I mean, it's, it is, it really is a toss-up. Like, these dudes is really the, the next dudes. You know what I mean? If they're not already the dudes right now, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I think they already are. Ain't no next with them. Well, I mean, Giannis MVP, you know what I mean? It's MVP yeah, type you guy. Know, so, AD yeah, about to now. get defensive player of the year. Yeah. You know, Giannis might go back to back with the MVP. What? Yeah, that that's also. I mean, that's also partly LeBron fatigue. People don't want to, <laughs> and and more, true, not just LeBron true. fatigue, James Harden fatigue. I mean, James out here getting forty five points a game. He can't get Player of the Week. <laughs> that was people. Crazy. People, I said, people just really do not <laughs> like James Harden at this point. They over I mean, that my man. God, this They're man, over this him. Man up here getting back to back fifty point games. They be like, who, who? Did anybody else have a decent week in the Western Conference? Let's give it to Melo. You know what? Let's give it to LeBron for the sixty second time in his career. Did, did you it's see like, what Bogdanovich did on on Sunday night? Let's give it to him. Just yeah, anybody. Well, I think I think James didn't get it last week because they lost to the Kings. That could be the case. Got to win some. I mean, and the, the Lakers went undefeated, but still, my. I mean, James is putting up some sick numbers, but people hate the way he plays. They figure he like they fuck. Like he just tricks the system to get to the free throw line. So I mean, yeah, um, they, yeah. Uh, it's more material James. for Daryl Morey to tweet things out, I guess. And and the, the, it's more video for the league to watch to show that James should actually be shooting forty free throws a game <laughs> instead of the twenty eight he gets. It seems like every night right now. Facts. So, but yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm a you know I'm an AD guy. I think, I think because the Pelicans shut him down last year, people kind of forgot how good AD is, and now people are going, "Oh my God, AD really is good." He's special. I mean, when, I mean, if He's you didn't special. realize that, you're, you're 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 yeah yeah you know if you didn't know he was good, you're dumb. Sorry, you don't know what you're watching. Facts. Facts. And yeah. <laughs> And same thing with Giannis. When you saw Giannis when he was young, you said, "Oh, he's gonna be he's gonna be the man." Watch. And that's so, my that's and, my and who, wish for that, yeah. uh, for Marvin Bagley. The way that, like you know, you see those side by sides of Giannis's like first or second season and the way he is now. Like that's what I want to see from Bagley in like five years. Like just a physical specimen. But do you know what you might see in a couple of years too, though. Le- LeBron retires and Giannis goes plays with AD. Come on, man. I don't know what's I'm, worse, man. I'm, you the the Warriors I'm, people's I'm, talking about Giannis is going there or Lakers people. I, I don't know which, which one is means worse. Which means he's gonna. Which means he's gonna be a Nick or something random. <laughs> yes. Let's like, go. Go to New York, Giannis. He'll go, yes. He'll go to Miami. He'll do something completely out the <laughs> out the pocket. He's like, oh, you know what? I I really want to play with James Harden. He'd be like, what? <laughs> You know, it, it, this, this, yeah, he's like, I like, he'd be like, I like James. I think James is a nice guy. You're going to be like, uh, I, I wanted to play with LaMelo Ball. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's just fun. I, I think it's just fun to speculate and say, you know what? We're, I think we just assume that Giannis is not happy in Milwaukee. But my, my man lived over in Europe. I mean, ain't Milwaukee ain't bad to him. He I ain't mean, tripping about Milwaukee. He's I like, it's cool. So I, I I think Milwaukee is the type of place for Giannis where if he never won a championship, they'd still love him. Well, he'd get a statue. I'm sure he would. Yeah. He'd Let him statue. go to L.A. and never win. 
Bro, they oh, won't even. God, they, they won't, they, they won't even uh, have a picture of him on LA Live anywhere. Yeah, and and now with the now that the Warriors fans have tasted championship success, let him go there and not win. Please, he he won't even be I able mean, to get a if post they, on the Bart if, station. If they if they didn't love KD and he was the best player on two of the championship teams. <laughs> I mean, hey, they what they going to do with a guy? They was trying to get KD out during the championship like, we season. We didn't, we didn't need you anyway. We didn't need you. I'm like, actually, you did need him because that man in Cleveland was going to tear y'all apart at least one more time. Y'all did, I'll, I mean, I'll never forget during the last championship season, the last championship postseason, they was like, I'm so sick of Kevin Durant. What? <laughs> what? I saw that numerous times. It baffled me. That's really the sign me. of a very delusional spoils fan base. <laughs> Man wins back to back finals MVPs. Oh, we don't need him. We don't need him. Brian's and then he gets hurt. In the dirty game. looks as we speak. I already then know. he gets hurt in the playoffs last year. Oh my God, we need him. I thought I thought you didn't need KD. I thought you didn't need him. Oh, we need him now. Oh, I thought you didn't need him. Oh well, uh, but yeah, let, that reminds let, me. Let, 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 yeah, we'll get out of yeah, here go ahead. on this. But I just, I mean, is Kyrie ever gonna play again? I mean, every time I see him, he's just. In his nice little blazer and slacks and whatever Nikes got on, and I, I mean, is he ever gonna play again? He'll play again, I think. I mean, what the hell's going knows? on? What the hell's going on in Brooklyn? Shoulder impingement. I want to see just, Kyrie. You know, I mean, I don't know when we'll see Kyrie. I don't think they know when they'll see Kyrie. You know, let's, let's ask KD. I love KD. He's he's the greatest thing that happened to social media lately for 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 athletes. Like when Fat Joe's talking about him, it's like, oh, Joe trying to pub his album. Okay, gotta go cop that album. <laughs> You know, that's why, that's why that's why Joe talking about me. Yeah, so. <laughs> Joey cracked the dawn. No yeah, doubt. So, that's yeah. how we'll end it today on, on, on Joe, Joe, Fat Joe's uh, tweet from Kevin Durant. Good or stuff. Kevin Durant's tweet about Fat Joe the, and his new go. album. There he said, go. go cop it. I have it. My boy told me he was disappointed. I ain't going to tell Joe that because I, well, I don't know Joe anyway. But not that Joe cares about my opinion. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, did, yeah, we I gotta didn't make the fit. download yet either. I like the single though, the Yes joint. I, I mean, I like that joint, but I hadn't gone for the whole album. Yeah, I'll check it out. So, but yeah, so big week for the Kings. You know, by the time we talk again, maybe De'Aaron Fox will have had you know a nice little game against his, his buddy Malik. Yeah. You know, yeah, and that's he, the but hope. he knew about that boy. He better be worried about that boy Devontae, Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham, that Ooh. boy balling, bro. He balling. Ooh, I told y'all about Devontae Graham, boy. That boy nice. Worried about that. Yeah, yeah that's so, nice. so that's all I got for this, you know, you know, this week. Until then, I'll be following the Kings, getting caught up on my reality TV, you know, things I do when the Kings are in town. Loving Hip Hop New York is back. I might check that out. Yeah, you have to. You have to. You, you got to kill your brain cells one way or another. So, <laughs> Yes, indeed. Yeah. All right, Jay. Yeah. Be good, man. All right. We gone now. Y'all take care. Catch y'all on Friday. <laughs>